Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Money Watch ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to the Money Watch Show. It's Thursday, January 11th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. We is me, Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst and certified financial planner. And he is Mark Talercio, who is also a certified financial planner, but he has a much better title than mine, executive producer. Do you want any new titles, Mark, as you've you've actually uh, expanded your reach for everything you do? Should we give you a new title? I'm fine. I'm fine with the status quo. You like executive producer? What about chief operating officer? What about that? You don't want to be a C-suite kind of guy? No, I don't. I don't like that. Really? I constantly hear that because that's kind of the people that Amanda deals with all the times. And and she's usually not in a great mood. So no. Oh, oh, all right. So you mean, oh, she's a toughie. She is a toughie, your wife. I love that about her. Thank God she likes me, or at least my wife. Um, okay, now, Mark, how are you feeling today? You ready to uh, take take calls and talk to people? Is there anything you want to get out on the table besides um, the fact that you want to tell me about how that movie was? Uh, no, I'm not going to ruin that for you. Uh, I'm feeling good. If all if all went well this week, uh, you and I, I should be talking to you from my new home in Brooklyn, New York. So uh, hopefully the internet is connected. I sure do hope that is as well. I mean, otherwise you'll just have to come up to the Upper West Side and we'll we'll figure it out from there. Hot spot, baby, hot spot. You'll 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 be in a, a someone's Starbucks, right? That that'll be it. If you have a financial question, if you're making a big move, Mark is really uh, he's doing it. He is about to make a physical move, and yes, he is buy. He bought a home, and you now own three pieces of real estate for the time being. Uh, I think by the time April or May rolls around, God willing, we will own two pieces. We're going to sell one. All right, all right. Well, I mean, the, what is your feeling about where rates are going for this year? Because you you made the plunge. You decided to make this purchase even though it was not financially in your best interest. Why is, why did you decide to do it? Um, because, you know, we've, we've been wanting to move since pre-COVID. We've been looking at the specific area pre-COVID. We'd never quite found something that kind of checked all the boxes. Uh, we kept looking, kept looking, kept looking. Obviously, interest rates went the wrong direction, but we finally found something that checked the boxes. 
and we're numbers people. So we ran the numbers. Trust me, we ran the numbers over and over and over and we could pull it off. Uh, where will interest rates go by this end of this year? They're going to go down. I don't know if they're going to go down enough to the point where we'll refinance, but I think that will happen in 2025. All right. And the reality is, even though you would have been financially better off staying where you are, you chose not to because it was a space issue or a type of space issue. I think uh, it was more a lifestyle slash space issue. It's it's a bigger place. There's two bathrooms, which we, we don't have. We haven't ever had. I don't even know how you still are in a relationship if you don't have two bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and there's outdoor space, which was huge for me. Not so much for Amanda, but that was my requirement. I wasn't going to move if there wasn't outdoor space. She wanted two baths. Uh, and the location was exactly where we were looking. And and we wouldn't have done this if we were going to be compromising any of our financial goals. So we can make this move and still accomplish. We, you know, we kind of have like our annual financial goals mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll still be able to accomplish those. Sure, we won't have as much disposable cash as we've had in the past, but we'll still be meeting our goals. So we're OK with it. Well, if you get the Jill and Money live subscription service up, if we make some money on our YouTube show, Jill on Money powered by the compound, all could be right in the land of Mark Talercio and, and family. So, you know, it's it's up to our community to help you out, Mark. That's what that's what we can t- say. And, and Amanda's upward trajectory continues. Oh, you see that you, you're depending on her, not on me. I see. OK, smart. I would do that, too. You're very smart. Um, OK, so. If you would like to talk about a big transition that maybe you are contemplating, I know that a lot of people are like, uh, buying a home is not right for me. And there was this big, um, big article in the New York Times in December just about how people should just not buy. The reason why I thought this was interesting, this is David Leonhardt of the New York Times. And I thought he made a really interesting argument, which was not just about, hey, principal interest and maintenance, but he's also like, well, what about the lost opportunity of the money in your down payment? What about the cost of the fees? And what about, so he really did look at all the different factors and as to why he believes now is not a good time to buy. But as Mark said, if you run the numbers, maybe you can buy and maybe it's going to be okay. So If you have a situation like that, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. We'll get you on the air. We'll get your email. You'll join us on video. Whatever you want to do, we're here for you. Today, we are talking to Marie, who is on the line from Maryland. Hello, Marie. How are you and what can we do for you? Thank you for having me. I I enjoy your show tremendously. Oh, thanks. Um, I was calling in to basically go through my own change of life events that have happened over the last year and a half Mm -hmm. and how that impacts my financial background. Um, I have quite a few different questions around that topic. Okay. Well, let's, let's start off with, um, first of all, how old are you, Marie? I am 59 and almost 59 and a half. (laughs) Only when you get to be 59 ish, do you start to really (laughs) care about that half? Because Ladies and gentlemen, 59 and a half, the moment when you can tap your retirement accounts. I wonder, we'll have to ask Ed Slot why they made it 59 and a half. Why couldn't they just say when you turn 59? But anyway, that is an important number, um, a milestone for you. So what has happened in the last 18 months, Marie? So my husband passed away suddenly um, oh. and unexpectedly. And um, as a result, uh, it created quite a 
mad scramble for me and my family in terms of how to deal with, you know, the aftermath of that, that experience. So I'm so sorry. Yeah. So as a result, there have been, you know, changes in our financial picture and also lots of, um, I'll call them hanging chads around what to do with different, different things. Did you guys have wills? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, even when it's sudden, it's, it's just to have some document. I presume you were the beneficiary of everything? I was the beneficiary of, beneficiary of everything except the cars were only in his name. Let's go through this methodically. Are you working right now? Are you retired or were you not working? What, what's the situation? So I've always worked and I am working now mm-hmm. um, in a professional role. Okay. How much do you earn? My base is 250 and Great. my target bonus is up to 35%. So that would Whoa. be 60 to 85,000 approximately. Okay. Do you guys have kids? I have three children. One is fully launched. The other is almost fully launched. And the third is in one of our military academies and it's a free education. Wow. Amazing. Are you military family? You guys? No. Nope. Okay. This is our first experience. Huh. Okay. The almost fully launched, are you responsible for helping him, her? Yes. He's, he just got his first real job um, <gasps> <Yay>. <laughs> uh, in the summer and mm-hmm. he has one more semester of grad school. So I am helping to support his last uh, part-time tuition payment which oh I pay gosh. in two weeks and that's it. So I'm excited <gasps> about that. <laughs> Very exciting. That's yeah. awesome. And for now, Marie, the 250000 let's forget about the bonus for a second. Is that enough money for you to support yourself? Well, there are other, other things. So I live in a home that was purchased uh, with both my husband and my uh, salaries combined. Mm-hmm. However, I do have a great mortgage rate and, and, Mark won't be happy with me. It's two and a half percent, but oh my god! <laughs> um, but just sustaining the home mm. um, with the mortgage plus the the taxes plus the maintenance costs and so forth is, I'd say about forty five hundred a month in total. If I had to average it out for just the housing, for just the house, yeah. What's the house worth? Um, according to Zillow, it's about one point two, and I owe two seventy. Is it just a massive house that it's too big for you or your grad school kiddo? Or what What do you think? Yeah, it's about 10,000 square feet. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's in the middle. It's in the middle of nowhere, Maryland. So it's really big. <laughs> Everyone has big houses out here. My so. goodness. Okay. But okay. So the mortgage rate is low, but it's still a cost of carry. That's such a big home. That makes... I was trying to figure out, like, how could it be forty five hundred a month with a two hundred seventy thousand dollar mortgage? Is the mortgage a thirty year, a fifteen? Where, where are we? It's a fifteen year. Is it your intention that you would like to stay there? I mean, how do you feel? Um, I I feel like, given that my youngest is technically a freshman, um, and he still comes home, there's that element of wanting to maintain a home environment. Yes. Yeah, for sure. at least for a period of time, but I'm also mm-hmm. very cognizant of the equity I have, as well as, you know, the fact that it's, it's really large to maintain and it's just difficult to maintain myself. 
Right. I understand that. Well, let's talk a little bit about the money that you and your husband save together. So right now, let's go, let's go, I'm going to go backwards. You know how I usually start with your retirement. Tell me about cash in the bank. Okay. So cash that's in a brokerage and this, this primarily came through life insurance money Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is about 1.021, something like that. It's it's a little over a million. And then I have cash in a Vanguard, just cash account at about 125,000. And the, the million dollars is really life insurance proceeds that has not yet been invested. It's been invested. Okay. Um, it's been invested. Okay. So a million dollars in a brokerage account, 125 grand in a Vanguard cash account and, um, whatever else you have in the bank, just some money squirreled away. There's not a, yeah, that's pretty much it. I have about okay. 10 to 20,000 at any given time in my checking account to pay. Okay. Bills. Yeah. Fair enough. What about retirement accounts? What do you have? So I have um, a pre-tax IRA. This is after combining his and mine. Mm-hmm. Got it. Of about a million fifty. Okay. So one point oh five one ish. Yep. And then I have a Roth IRA of about two forty five. Okay. And I have, I think, from those accounts, there's a approximately 200,000 more that's just sitting in cash that needs to be invested as well. Okay. So, and, and right now in your, on your 250, what are you putting away into a retirement account currently? I have access to a Roth 401k. So I'm Mm -hmm. maxing that out and the match is 6%. And that's pretty much it. And so when you gave me the Roth number, did you include your 401k into that? No, I, I just started with this company six uh, months ago. So it's about, uh-huh. it's, it's about 20,000. It's pretty small. Okay, great. So besides the kids, I know this because you sent an email. So you have, you have the fully launched, the almost launch and the youngster in who's in the military academy. And then you also have a, an aging parent issue, correct? Yes. Tell me about that. So I have uh, a mother who's in her early eighties and spunky and, you know, full of spit and vinegar, I guess you could say. She owns five homes in the Memphis. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Say that again. Hold on one second. Say that again. Mom owns five homes? She owns five homes that are in the Memphis area and she, she lives in Southern California. These homes are through some program that she and her husband, her, my, my stepfather invested in many years ago. So they're mm-hmm. free and clear owned. However, mm-hmm. she does not have any capital that would be useful in maintaining the home. So there's, oh. there is a broken air conditioner or new flooring that's needed or what oh. have you. So I've been subsidizing that. How much is that? Gosh, within the last six months, I've given her about $25,000. Wow. That's okay. That's a lot. Do you have siblings? I do. My one sibling has also supported her for a while and just kind of washed his hands of it um, (laughs) recently. (laughs) Oh, I mean, that's hard. It's, 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 I know that that can like feel so rotten, like, okay, you're going to wash your hands of it just like after my husband drops dead. Like, that's nice. But I also understand the feeling of like, oh my God, I have to keep doing this. So the sibling, he's out of it. 
he's in it, but he's already given her over $100,000 that he's worried he'll never get back. Well, how much are these houses worth? Not a lot. I, I, you know, when I looked them up, um, I'd say combined six to 800,000, something like that. Does she have any other assets? She has has a home in Southern California that I don't know what her mortgage is, but I'm guessing she has about, let's say half a million dollars in equity in that house. But are these things, are these homes throwing off income? They're generating income. So they're all rented. Um, I believe it's through Section 8 housing rental. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And she has to work through property managers who she feels are taking advantage of her. So there's an element of getting involved with that as well. Oh my God, yeah. Marie, I, I want you to wash <laughs> your hands of this. Can, can she sell any of this or not? She's unwilling to? This is her sole source of income other than social security. And mm. so we, we've looked at the numbers as if we, if she doesn't have that, I don't think she would generate enough income off of her or whatever amount comes out of all of this um, to, you know, support her life. So either way, my brother and I are going to be subsidizing her. But it's just the two of you. And and the, is there um, is the stepfather still alive? No, he passed away. All right. So you will get the asset. You'll be able to split the asset with your brother. Yes, I think so. If there's anything, you know, left after. Well, I mean, she's not unless she sells it. There's still an asset. You know True. What I, mean? I just, uh, she's, she's, I mean, she could live another 10 years and need medical care and all that type of thing as well. So I, I don't know if there will be anything. Left and then, and then the you day. would be, and then essentially you would be forced to sell either her primary or one of these. Yes. Yeah. I see. I mean, what are you going to do with your mother? I know. I know. I mean, it sucks, but yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. So it's, there's a lot going on here. So let's talk about, so now do I have all the information I need before you start firing off some great questions for me? I think the only other two smaller items are that once I turn 60, I believe, I believe I'll be able to collect survivor benefits from my husband. Yep. um, Which I think is about 2,000-ish to 2,100, something like that per month. Um, Well, that'll be helpful. That'll help. Maybe just send that right into your mom's account. (laughs) Yeah. Sign that right over. (laughs) And then um, the second piece is I do have RSUs in this company that Mm. will vest in two and a half years. And they're probably worth about 60 to 80,000, something like that. (sighs) Okay. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. 
That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So what do you, what's the primary question that is, or what's keeping you up at night right now? Um, I think part, there's a couple things. So one is I'd like to understand, am I investing properly? And I am using a third party um, investor or I guess. Uh, investment company. Investment company. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, I, I, the other thing I forgot to mention is I do have some collectible items that we inherited through my husband's passing and I didn't know how to liquidate those properly or what mm. the right approach would be. Okay. What, what did he collect? Gold bars perhaps? <laughs> uh, no, it, he is a vintage baseball card collector. What? That's cool. So he had, he has sets of cards from 1952 <gasps> through 19, I don't know, 1980s, somewhere in there. And they're all put together nicely. Some of them are, you know, reviewed by PSA and all that. Your kids don't want them? No, they Wait a minute. The these have real value. But wait a minute. These have yeah. real value, no? Yes. I, yes. What do you think they're worth? So the only the only effort I made so far is a local card shop, which is a small little card shop here near, near where I live. And they he came and looked at I have nine bins of baseball cards. Oh my gosh! And he said they're worth conservatively sixty to eighty. So I don't know if that's his version. Or if there's right. a better and way to find, do this. Yeah, well, you know what? It's um, it's like any market. You know, it's what the market will bear. But um, that's fascinating. They're worth 60. So he can pay 60 and turn around and sell them for half a million. For 120. Exactly. exactly. Um, so we'll have to, that, that's going to take some work. And and even if these kids are not, or they don't want them, um, is anyone like inclined to do the research or is this all on you? It's at this point, it's all on me. I mean, mm-hmm. his, he's got two brothers that might be able to help out. Um, but yeah, right now they're sitting in my house. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now that we have that, we have the RSUs and the baseball cards, everything is worth 60 to 80,000 in Marie's life. So, uh, what do we need to think about for you? What, what are you worried about right now? Or what are you thinking about? So I want to understand, um, I know that my my run rate on expenses are high, but mm-hmm. am I on track for retirement? And if you look at your expenses, you've got. I know you said forty five hundred for the housing. So what do you need? Ten grand a month to live on for I real? Would, I would say ten. Yeah, ten. Yeah. Okay. So ten grand a month, and how much longer do we expect that you would want to work? Um, I I need to. I feel like this. I have a need to make sure that my kids are covered with healthcare and all that kind of stuff. So Hmm. probably till at least 65. Okay. Um, Are you going to be entitled to any pension? No. Okay. And so just so I understand, we've got this big house, we've got the million dollars in the brokerage account, we got another million dollars in retirement, more like one, you got one and a half million dollars between your Roth and your pre-tax and then like 1.1, 1.2 in non-retirement assets, you're making 250 grand plus this, you know, target bonus, um, let's call it, you know, somewhere between 60 and 80, but let's say 60. So you're making about $300,000 a year. And on the $300,000, including, so if I really look at this, you know, let's be clear-eyed, on the 300, if we presume 
that, you know, you pay your, you put your money into your Roth 401k, you pay your bills, you pay your taxes and you help out your mom. Are you feeling like there's no other money left over? Because it seems like there wouldn't be. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. Because okay, I was just, yeah. So, but you just are making it. It's not like you're going into debt, but you're making it, yes. right? Yes. Okay. So if you do this for, uh, and, and obviously in a year where the bonus is a little bit bigger, you feel a little more flush and we only have one more check for grad school, right? So that'll be done. You don't pay for, so that'll ease things up a tiny bit, but you know, then your mom and that's going to be stuff and you won't be able to, you know, that, I think that's like one grad school done, but mom's, you know, money, that's going to be something also. So you really do need to keep working till you're 65. But, you know, listen, the money's going to keep growing. You're not pulling money out of the, the, the corpus of your, of your investments. You're not pulling out. You're not saying, well, out of the million dollars in the life insurance proceeds, I need to pull out 3000 bucks a month. Because you're not. You're just going to let that roll, right? Yes, you're going to keep exactly. investing that. Yep. And when you said you have a third party, is this a passive investment company or is this a, in other words, is it is it like a robo or is it a full-time no, advisor? He's a fiduciary mm, advisor okay. that was a a friend of mine recommended because her husband also passed away. And so anyway, I was connected with him that way. Okay. Well. And how much do they charge you? Um, originally he said 1% and I negotiated down to like 0. 0.8. Yeah, that's my girl. Okay, good. All right. And are they using, is the firm using index fund structure? Do you know, like, are you into this or not? I mean, you're obviously yeah. a high, highly paid executive. So I, I don't know like what your, your comfort level is with this stuff. So I'm relatively comfortable. He, he had me invested originally in the brokerage account was in a bond ladder. Mm -hmm. And then, so it was generating income. And then mm -hmm. also I had my 401k, which was all equities, but mm -hmm. I do have to write quarterly tax, uh, amounts of about $3,500 per quarter mm -hmm. to cover that. And so I wanted to flip it if possible and do the, the income in the 401k and the, the equities in the brokerage. If Why? Possible. Okay. Can I ask a dumb question? Why bond ladder in that account? I don't anyway. know, which is part of why I'm asking you, is that even the right approach with someone at my level and age? I mean, because you're so young. You know, I yeah. mean, it's not to say, and, and, you know, I mean, having some bonds would be fine and, and it may even be great for you right now, because I'm sure if this were most of the bonds established, were they individual bonds? Everything is individual. And it's also, a, I, I asked for a 65, 35 split. So 65% mm -hmm. equity, 35% bond. So it's not all bonds you're in a high tax bracket. That's why I'm, I'm really wondering. And it's not a muni bond because then you wouldn't have the same tax liability. You wouldn't have to be paying those quarterly taxes. So I'd love to know a little bit more of the thinking behind buying the bonds. It, it may be the, the easiest way to do it is to just, as they mature, flip it one by one. In other words, I don't know if you want to sell the whole thing right now. It would have to be like repositioning the whole account. Because are, aren't most of those bonds if you bought them over the last 18 months, they've declined. Yeah. Right. So you have a tax loss. I mean, theoretically, I guess you could pull the whole thing out, but I'd really want to understand like why are we buying individual bonds in this account versus the other? I don't know if I want to wholesale make the trade. Do you like the advisor? I like him a lot as a person and I know mm. he's been doing it for 
20 some odd years. I just don't, I have no context as to if it's, if he's doing the right thing or not. This person is a fiduciary. So what you could say is, hey, fiduciary, fiduciary boy, what I would like is I need an analysis. I don't really want to pay these. I hate paying these estimated taxes. I'm still in a high tax bracket myself. I know I was with my husband. And I would like to see a plan that would essentially blow out the bond ladder, take the losses against any gains that are in this account, right? And be tax neutral, frankly. And um, and reinvest in um, a, either have municipal bonds or put more of my bond holdings in the pre-tax retirement account where I don't have to worry about tax liability and see what the plan of action is. Why don't he, Why don't we ask this guy to do some work? I will because I think that that's that's a reasonable expectation. And you can also you can also say, you know what. I hate paying these quarterly taxes. I'm a W-2 employee. It's a pain in the ass, right? I really just want to, can we make this simple? Can we put more of my income-driven investments in there? You can, listen, every advisor has a program that will give them a global look at your overall portfolio. You don't have to be 65-35 in each account. You just want it to be 65-35 overall, right? Right. So that's what you're really saying is that like, isn't there a more tax-efficient way to do this? And what would be, what would it look like if we did this in one fell swoop? How would you do it? And how would you do it if we were to do it slowly but surely as the bonds mature in the ladder, replacing it with, say, an equity position and then using a new bond or or adding to the bond position in the retirement account and see what the person says. If they give you a little bit of pushback, we can certainly find you somebody in the area who you can talk to. Can I ask then... Do you think given my income level and the fact I'm technically able to file a single head of household right now, um, that I should be able to be tax neutral if the the portfolio is positioned correctly? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do. Um, You know, if if we're looking, if you're, look, if, if you are right now, if you're in, say, the 24, 32% tax bracket, depending on kind of how things rock, right? Um, it would seem to me that we should be able to do this. I don't know what the actual losses are, but you, it would seem to me that we should be able to make this work for you a little bit more seamlessly. That's the investment side, okay? Now, the other thing is, so do I think you're, so big picture, yeah, you're on track for 65 Don't worry about that. The real reason you're on track for 65 is that you have a million dollars in equity in your home. Okay. I think that maybe the game plan should be, let's, let's make sure our allocation looks a little bit more reasonable for the tax situation you're in. I think you should be considering like, okay, I will be moving in five years. By then our youngster is done, right? You will have an ability to make a move. I'm not saying you're going to extract all of the equity, but you're going to be able to go someplace else that is more reasonable and more in keeping with, uh, you know, single head of household, three kids, they can come visit you, et cetera. But I presume you want to stay in the area? I don't know, to be honest. Where are we going? Let's go someplace. (laughs) I think that's the other, the other question in my life. I don't know. So. All right. I mean, you don't. what you do know is that you have a million dollars in equity. And in today's dollars, if you had to, you could go out and probably find a really nice place for yourself for $750 and 
own it all in, not have a mortgage, have a lower cost of overhead, potentially. Like I wouldn't want you to make, you don't have to extract a ton of equity from this. You just have to reduce your footprint so your expenses are lower. Because if you went right, because if you're front, go from 4,500 and you say, again, it's in today's dollars. Now it's just, you know, it's 30, it's $3,000 a month. You know, then you're in a great situation, right? You really, now you've got a little bit of squish. And look, in terms of your mom and helping her out, you're going to keep helping her out. Please just make sure she has a, an estate plan that makes the distribution of her estate seamless between you and your brother. What I would do if, for both of you is I would keep track. If he's out a hundred grand and he feels like he's never going to get it back, you're saying, you'll say to him, look, I'm going to keep track up to a hundred grand. Uh, we'll make it right. We can have a side document that says you're going to get this hundred grand back from the proceeds, you know, at some point in the future, if there are any, but that's, you know, I think that you guys should be able to get that assurance. It's only two of you and you can work that into the game plan. But I mean, you're going to get, you're going to have some help with a little extra money from social security, which again, I think that's like kind of, you sign it over to mom. And if you're feeling skittish in five years, Mark, how much money do you suspect Marie is going to have from all of this money that's been set aside already? So we have, remember, we've got $1.1 million that is in brokerage. We have retirement assets of about one, two, five, one and a quarter million. And if Marie were to kind of keep going for at least five years, maybe even seven years, because, you know, you need a job and we'll see. But what do you think about her her game plan for retirement? Game plan is good. I mean, in the next five years, you know, this stuff is going to grow. It's going to be over three million dollars. Right. And, and you know, you'll have your own, you know, you'll switch from survivor benefits. You'll have your own benefit in Social Security and you'll have you know, money coming in and you'll be able to create, I think that, you know, from $3 million, you know, you're going to have a hundred grand a year of income right there. You know, you'll be able to have that, obviously, obviously. So you remember this, the longer you work, the better it is. But, you know, I don't know. I don't think, I, I think that will be more largely determined uh, as to like where you want to go next, where you want to live, where the kids are and what's going on with your mom. Because there may be, you might say to yourself, I don't feel comfortable um, as mom's plowing through all of her money, um, not working. And that may be a decision you make in the future. But, you know, you've gone through this horrible thing. A sudden and unexpected death is just absolutely the worst emotionally. And the financial aspect of this, thankfully, you have survived. You really have. And I feel like Sometimes that's luck more than anything else. But you and your husband put yourselves in very good, in a very strong financial situation to withstand this terrible shock to the system. And so I think you're in good shape. If you feel like you're not getting a response that feels um, adequate from the current advisor, well, let's get you another advisor and just have a look at it. Just, just look at it. You know, you could have someone who comes in and says, oh yeah, that's totally smart. Like that, this person, this is, this is easy. We, we can help you out. You know, you might get some assurance that way, but let's go back to the advisor first. And then, you know, look, I'm not even including the baseball cards of the RSUs or anything like that. I, you know, I put that off to the side. I, I presume there's some community, community here, our community, uh, anyone knows, you know, the, the baseball exchange. I'm sure this takes, uh, 
you know, there's like a little sub Reddit of baseball card trading. Just maybe. <laughs> um, what else can we do for you, Marie? Um, I think that's it. I, I, I think my key takeaway is going back to my advisor and asking for him to create a tax neutral plan. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and know that you're on the right track. You did a good job. You really did. So I'm very sorry for this. Well, thank you. Terrible, terrible situation. I mean, I, I don't know if it's ever going to be like tax neutral to the point where it's zero because you have a million dollars in a taxable account. You know, the bonds is not a very efficient thing where they are. No. And no. not when you're even, you know, if you're claiming head of household, even so, you won't be able to do that for much longer. Right. Right. Because you have like, that. how old is the military kid? 20. Yeah. You're not going to get it for much longer. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I would think that, you know, we, we have to make that game plan going forward and, and articulate it. Just, you know what, you, sometimes you can be completely honest. Hey, remember I told you I was a little bit, you know, this is how I'm feeling today. And that person should feel like delighted that you are, are, that you are able to communicate in this way. And if, again, if they're like tut, tut little one, then I'm going to get you another name. Yeah. Okay. All right, Marie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And if anyone out there um, is a baseball card aficionado or aficionada, let us know. We'll put you in touch with Marie. We'll only take a very small commission. Our usual, the usual Mortimer. Remember that, Mark, from Trading Places? Do you know what the usual is? One dollar. Um, okay. If you would like to get in touch with us, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and we'll get your note and email. Join us on the audio. Come join us on video on our YouTube show, Jill on Money, powered by the compound. Don't forget, we are getting ready and booking guests for Jill on Money Live. That is our subscription service where you have access to quarterly live webinars and lots more bonus content. It's happening. Mark Show is the co-host and executive producer and the king of all things web. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.